Hi there, and welcome to another episode of The Meant to Bloom. We are going to talk today about seven simple steps to creating a more peaceful life. There's a lot of great information out there to help simplify your day or to change your bad habits. I just wanted to share with you a few of the small intentions which have had huge impacts on my life. Number one is waking up early. Now I'll admit, I don't do this as often as I'd love to, and I invite tips in the comments for how to wake up early and make it a new consistent habit for anyone beginning to wake up early. But this seems to be a theme with all successful people, from billionaires to moms who can drink an entire cup of coffee while it's still hot. Waking up early gives you time to prepare for your day before it really begins. My favorite thing to do first thing in the morning when I get to wake up early is start with devotions and a jog. I love to have my mind and body in a good place before the kids start their day. My second tip is the two minute rule. This is a tiny little change with some huge outcomes. The idea is if something needs to be done and it will take you two minutes or less, you do it right away. No procrastinating on the small stuff. No adding it to your to-do list. It's a small task and it will be done quickly. So you do it now and you get it out of the way. When we don't practice the two-minute rule, we are setting ourselves up for more work later. A single dish in the sink will multiply into full countertops if we don't take care of it when we see it. Number three, one load of laundry a day. Wash it, dry it, and fold it. All right, if you wash, dry, and fold all of your laundry in one day, that is a noble feat, I commend you. But washing, drying, and folding one basket is super realistic and easy. If you focus your energy into one basket of laundry, you're a lot more likely to complete the full task and not leave unfolded laundry on the dining room table, or worse yet, undried laundry in the washer machine. Doing one load of laundry a day isn't always the hardest part. I find that the hardest part is actually getting into the rhythm of only washing one at a time and not falling behind. What I initially tried was creating a plan to wash specific loads each day, and that was where I went wrong. Trying to control this too much and over planning it kept me from the simplicity of it. My suggestion is to just start where you are. If you're way behind on your laundry, just pick out the things that are a priority to have washed. Whether it's your kid's sports attire, your husband's work clothes, your favorite leggings, towels, whatever it is that you need to have cleaned. Let that be your one load for today. Wash it, dry it, fold it, and put it where it belongs. If you have a mountain of unfolded laundry waiting for you, I want you to still start wash, dry, fold one load of laundry per day. But in the meanwhile, when you stick your first when you stick your one load for the day in the wash, I want you to go fold a basket full of laundry and put it away. When you move your washer clothes into the dryer, I want you to try to fold one more basket of laundry and put it away. And finally, when you pull your clothes out of the dryer, fold it and put it away. You've now put away three 
basketfuls of laundry. And that mountain is three basketfuls smaller today than it was yesterday. Every day, this will get easier if you simply start and continue going with it. My fourth tip for you today is meal planning. I used to run to the grocery store two or three times per week to get things to make for dinner because I didn't plan ahead. I also used to spend a lot more money on food than we needed to. If you subtract the price of formula, I think we spend a lot less on food as a family of four than we did when we were, when it was just my husband and I. Knowing what you're going to have for dinner each day is a huge stress relief. Even more is knowing you already have everything you'll need to make it. This is why I meal plan and only shop once per week. It saves money because you don't buy extra things you won't need, plus saves on gas from all those extra trips. And it saves sanity because you're not stressing trying to put together a meal without all of the ingredients or panicking when it's 5.30 and you haven't even thought about dinner yet. No chicken has been thawed. I have two articles, two other podcasts, two other blog posts. One is easy weekly meal planning and the other is how to create a rotating meal plan. Go check those out if you need help meal planning. Tip number five is to use your planner for everything. I use my planner for everything. I used to have all kinds of notes all over the place in a notebook, on post-it notes, and on wall calendars. When I finally got the great advice to write it all in my planner, it was life-changing. I now have one place where I see everything. I write down bill due dates, birthdays, future goals, and the things that need to happen to get me there. Free admission days at local museums, discount days at the zoo, camping trips, beach weekend getaways, Christmas shopping days, it's all planned already. I use the priority section of my weekly planner to write down my to-do list for the week. Then I've got the deadline to finish it before the week is over and I turn the page. I want to mention how your planner can help you achieve your goals. My big goal for the year is to participate in the trail race this September. It's a half marathon. Right now, I can't even run a full mile. So I have an extensive training plan that starts this week. And I've gone through my planner and already scheduled every training day with exactly what needs to be accomplished on that day. The mindset I've adapted here is that every little thing I schedule for myself to do is one less thing I have to think about doing. Tip number six is keeping clear counters. This was my biggest takeaway when I began my decluttering kick. Who, by the way, check out Ali Casaza at alicasaza.com or on Instagram. Uh, her handle is Ali underscore that's me. Check her out if you are looking to declutter. She is the life minimalist and she is the queen. But what I learned, the biggest takeaway was clearing off countertops and it will lift your mood every time you walk in the room. Think to yourself, how does it feel to walk into your messy kitchen 
How does it feel when you walk into a clean kitchen? It makes me feel like a superhero. That's how awesome I feel when I see I don't have to clean the kitchen. Remembering this feeling is what motivates me to clean it. I no longer clean my kitchen because it needs to be done. I do it for that natural high I'll get when I come back later and see that it's already clean. How I cleared my countertops? While decluttering, I started asking myself, does this need to be here? My coffee maker lives on the counter because I love it. I use it almost all day long. I love to come downstairs in the morning and see that beautiful machine that gives me liquid joy. But my coffee grinder, that little thing gets used for 30 seconds. It doesn't need to sit next to the coffee maker like its sidekick. Now it's stored with the coffee filters in the cupboard. Toaster and blender and all other appliances that used to sit on my counters and only get used a couple times a week, those are stored under my kitchen island. They don't need to take up precious counter space when not in use. I'm sure you could think of one or two things on your counters that don't need to be there right now. Tip number seven, the final tip for today is taking time for yourself. It seems like such a new concept that we practice self-care, but honestly, it's thousands of years old. Ever hear of the Sabbath? It's one day each week that the Jews were commanded to not do any work because even God took a day off when creating the world. Yes, this day is not just for rest. It is also for worship. But it is the same concept here. It's a great thing to practice, work hard, and rest regularly. I love how Rachel Hollis describes this at her RISE conference. To paraphrase her, imagine you're a tall glass boss standing there. You get poured into, but you're always trying to give every bit you are given to your husband and kids and work and the house chores and, and, and. So you tip to let what you're being filled with fill others instead. What happens to a glass vase that tips over? It breaks. I bet you felt so empty you were broken. I know that I have. Instead, we need to stand tall and let ourselves be filled. Let all the good things flow into us so we can overflow into the people and things in our lives that need us. Let them have us at our best, not near our breaking point.